2: This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports station. Get put
0: your money where your mouth is. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas. Get up and shake the glitter of your clothes now. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas.
3: Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You know From all the years who our man in Vegas is, wherever he happens to be in the country, it's Joe Fortenbaugh. You see him on the Daily Wager on ESPN on weekdays, and he's going to be doing uh, a new gambling show, which we'll get to. But uh, what a delight it is to, to welcome in Joe. He is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. They operate our... Guest hotline. Good morning, Joe. How are you, buddy? Morning, Joe. Gentlemen, gentlemen,
2: the 11th season kicks off today. We've got a bunch of college games to talk about. I'd imagine there's some news regarding a certain quarterback situation in a certain city we're going to talk about. But before we get to all that, it's great to be back on with you guys. It's great to be talking with the great people of Chicago yet again. The outpouring on social media when you guys announced that we were going to be doing this again was awesome. Of course, there's a troll here and there. That's to be be expected but for the most part the great people of chicago made their voices heard and i'm thrilled to be back speaking with you guys yet again
3: joe anything new in your life we have not caught up with you or wondering what you're up to i know you uh, uh you are a man of, uh, of of many possibilities you have multiple talents tell us what you're doing
2: had the under in the Ohio State game last night. Felt pretty good about that for a half. Watched it blow up on me in the second half. So that's uh, – if we're working backwards chronologically, that's probably where I'd start with what's going on in my life. But uh, outside of that, things are good. Things are really good. We've been in Vegas. We're, we've been back in Vegas now for a year. Um, things have been good like everybody else. We're navigating the landscape like, uh, you know, like everyone else is trying to figure out what's best and how to move forward, and how to deal with the craziness that is the world, but also trying to keep a positive outlook. Be grateful for what you have. I have started journaling in terms of a, a, an appreciation journal because I feel like at times, and this can happen in gambling too, you can get down on yourself, you can go through these ruts, people go through this in life, So each morning I have this little journal where I just write down three things I appreciate. They could be anything. They could be tacos, for crying out loud, if you like tacos. But the point is it puts you in a positive frame of mind, and it's a great way to attack the day. So you try to keep some of those negative biases away from you. And rest assured, talking with you gentlemen is going to make the appreciation journal this morning. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's that's great, Joe. That's a, that's a great daily exercise. I am a little worried about you though. I know that Tom Herman doesn't have a team to coach this year so I don't know who your favorite team to push every week will be if it's not one coached by Tom Herman. Who will that be then? Such
2: a great great question, David. Such a great question. Herman as an underdog was one of those great trends that we were able to fire on for such a long time so for for him to not be a head coach Even when that trend started to blow up to the point where it was so popular, right, like it was so obvious, the bookmakers were adjusting for it, it was still cashing. You know, we've got one we're going to be dealing with here, and I know we'll get to this game in a little bit, Nick Saban in week one, since he took over at Alabama, 11-2 and two against the spread. He's been a money-making machine to open the season. So we will try to unearth some new trends. I would say keep your eyes on that team from Western Kentucky. They looked fantastic last night. And years ago when I first started coming on this radio show, I mean, we're talking back in 11-12, and 12, Western Kentucky ripped off 15 straight point spread covers between those two seasons under Willie Taggart when he was their head coach. It warms my heart to see them possibly being a dark horse yet again. So that's one team I'm going to throw out there right now, Western Kentucky. We could be following them this season.
3: What are we following this weekend, Joe? What are the plays?
2: All right, I'm going to rip through some games for you. As always, jump in if there's anything you want clarification on. If you want to tell me I'm an idiot, I'm going to start tonight. This is just a get-your-feet-wet sort of game. Get into the hot tub. Northwestern and Michigan State. Uh, Sparty's catching three and a half. I know the local team, obviously, is going to be very popular. You've seen some money here on Michigan State. And I might dabble with the Spartans just a little bit. I know there's a chance of some weather here, but... You know, keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, Northwestern was fantastic last year, absolutely fantastic. But most teams coming off the pandemic season that was last year, they're returning 16, 17, 18 guys. Northwestern's only got eight back and only four on both sides of the ball. And that offense last year wasn't exactly explosive, 24 points per game. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about covering three-and-a-half points, you're going to need to be able to put some points on the board. Mel Tucker took over at Michigan State last year, didn't have a full spring under his belt like a lot of these rookie coaches. I think he might have an advantage bringing 16 starters back. The money's been flowing in a little bit on Michigan State. I'd say right there for that game – Lean to the Spartans if you're looking for Friday night action. Also a little bit of a lean to Virginia Tech. North Carolina 10th ranked team in the country Sam Howell, Heisman Trophy aspirations, traveling to Blacksburg Pat house Friday night student section going wild. Enter Sandman playing on the speakers. That could be a possible trap game for North Carolina so file those two away. I also like West Virginia, or excuse me, Virginia Tech in the first half of that game. Now we're going to move to the weekend and the ones I really like. Kansas State minus three over Stanford. Stanford was the favorite when this originally opened up. Stanford is going to be horrible this season. Their win totals four and a half. So Vegas is telling you exactly what they think of them and that's they're not going to be very good. They lost a ton of skilled players on offense. They run an offense that wouldn't work in the 1960s, let alone in the 2020s. And They're going to go up in a neutral site game in Arlington, Texas against Kansas State. Head coach Chris Kleiman entering year three. He's got 10 starters back on offense. Remember, this team upset Oklahoma early in the season last year. K-State's a riser. Stanford's falling. Lay the three with Kansas State, Rutgers, Temple, not exactly a game everyone's interested in, got rained out, was supposed to be last night, moved to Saturday, laid the big number with Rutgers. They're going to be laying 14-and-a-half. Greg Schiano took over Rutgers last season, all right? They were a 2-and-10 team two years ago. He doesn't get spring to work with his players because of COVID and all that, and he comes out and he goes 3-and-6 with a Big Ten schedule, and he loses to Michigan State in triple overtime. He did a really nice job with this team. Now he's got a full offseason to work. He's got 21 starters back, and he's going up against the Temple squad that was 1-6 last year, losing those six games by an average of 20 points per game. I think this has got blowout written all over it. Shiano is going to be a guy who covers some spreads this year. Keep an eye on Rutgers. We're laying the 14-and-a-half. We'll move to some of the big games. Alabama laying 18-and-a-half against Miami. Like I said earlier, Saban, 11-2 against the spread in week one when he's been at Alabama. Betting against him has been very dangerous. I'm going to bet against him here, and I'm not going to do it for a lot, but I am going to play Miami in this game. All right, Chris Andrews is a great bookmaker here in town. He's down at the South Point. He's been doing it for a long time. When he opened these numbers uh, back in May, he opened Alabama minus 13. Now, Chris might be wrong from time to time, but he's wrong by six and a half points here as this game's up to 19 and a half. I don't see it. I think a lot of people look at Bama. Bama's made him a ton of money over the years. Bama kills people in week one. So this number's inflated because the bookmakers know the money's coming. Remember, Derek King, the quarterback for Miami, he's coming off the knee injury, but he's a very athletic quarterback. All right, mobile quarterbacks have given Nick Saban defenses trouble in recent years. Think Deshaun Watson, think Johnny Manziel. Also remember this, okay? Alabama lost eight starters along their offense, and they lost offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian. I know, I know, we don't rebuild, we reload, but it's going to take some time. It took Ohio State some time in the first half last night before they figured it out. Don't be surprised if it takes some time here. 19 and a half is a lot to cover. I'm going to have some money on Miami. Clemson, Georgia, biggest game of the weekend. I really wanted to bet Georgia in this one. Sharp guys love Georgia. Problem is, there's, there's issues on offense with George Pickens, the wide receiver. He blew out his knee in the spring. Uh, Eric Gilbert, a tight end transfer from LSU, has been away from the team for weeks due to personal injury issues or personal issues. I don't know what we're going to get from that offense. And I do know that Georgia's defense is going to be solid. I know that Clemson's bringing nine defenders back on that side of the ball. And the last time we saw that Clemson defense, they were getting humiliated by Ohio State in the playoff. I think that left a bad taste in defensive coordinator Brent Venable's mouth. I'm going to be looking to play the under here at 51 points. I think this is going to be a very ugly game. Uh, LSU, UCLA. UCLA catching three points here. Money's been coming in on UCLA left and right. I'm going to be playing the Bruins as well. They got a game under their belt last week where they were able to knock the rust off against Hawaii. They look very good. 20 starters are back. Chip Kelly went 3-4 and four last year, but those four losses came by a combined 15 points. They were way better than their record indicated, and the offense continues to get better. LSU's breaking in a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator. They're going to st- struggle to st- the run which is a chip Kelly staple and I hate to use this as part of the handicap but we are talking about the game so we have to mention it thoughts and prayers to everyone in Louisiana with what's happening with the hurricane that came through there but awesome. it did displace the football team it moved them to Houston they've had a lot that's going on that they're trying to figure out we hope everything goes well for the players and their families but keep that in mind that's a lot to try to figure out when you're young when you're trying to get ready for a football game. Like I said, it's not, I don't take any pleasure in that being part of the handicap, but it's important to get that note out there so people understand what they're dealing with when they turn these games on. And then finally, let's go to Sunday, Notre Dame and Florida State. It's been nothing but Florida State money. I'm going to be playing Florida State. It's starting to move from 7.5 to 7, which I did not think that price was going to come down that low. Uh, this game's going to be in Tallahassee, Notre Dame, only bringing nine starters back from last year's team. Only three of them are on the offensive side of the football. They lost 140 combined starts along the offensive line. Jack Cohn, the quarterback transfer from Wisconsin, is stepping in for Ian Book, the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. can say what you want about Book, but it might take Cohn some time. He was a game manager in a run-first offense. I don't know if that's going to work now that he's at Notre Dame. Florida State, it's year two of Mike Norvell. Again, he's a guy who didn't get a lot of spring practices last year, but he's going to have this team ready to go 17 starters are back packed house at dope campbell and by the way first game since the passing of the legendary bobby bowden that place is going to be rocking we're going to take the points with florida state i wouldn't be surprised if they sprung the big upset to open the weekend
3: wow yeah that's great stuff joe always a joy it's so much fun to catch up with you we can't wait to get to the season i saw your tweet Uh, I don't know if it was last week or earlier this week where you talked about the Bears, uh, you know, whiffing on the on the tackle on the protection of the quarterback. They got the quarterback. They got the pass rushers. They just don't have any protection. And that's one of the reasons he's not being rushed. Uh, great stuff is always so much fun god bless you buddy thank you great to have you back joe love you guys listen you got to protect the quarterback if you're going to make the investment in a guy like fields give him a fighting chance we saw
2: what happened to joe Burrow last year we saw what happened to andrew luck in indianapolis you got a lot to be excited about but you got to secure the investment so love you guys love you chicago thanks for having me on i look forward to talking bears rams next week have a great weekend
3: Great stuff, Joe. Thank you. That is our guy, Joe Fortenbaum. Boy, is that accurate. I mean, you know, I hadn't even thought about Andrew Luck in that context of of a guy getting beaten up so much he retires early. Um, We talked about David Carr and and getting beaten up. And and David Carr talked about uh, Justin Fields. So that's fascinating stuff.